This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, hustlers. We know that this 2024, the entrepreneurial journey is filled with challenges. An often overlooked aspect is the time-consuming task of processing payroll and managing government requirements. And did you know that the average admin spends a whopping 50 hours per month dealing with just government compliance? That's time you could be spending on growing your business, or let's be honest, taking a well-deserved break. But fear not, we got a game changer for you. Introducing Sprout Solutions and their tailored solutions for MSMEs called the Payroll Starter. With Sprout Solutions Payroll Starter, you can finally reclaim your time and get your life back on track. Say goodbye to the stress of remembering tax dates or worrying about missed payroll runs. This bundle is designed to make your life easier and your business more efficient. And here's the best part. The cost starts just at 5,000 pesos per month for businesses with up to 10 employees. Yep, you heard that right. That's just 5,000 pesos per month. So why spend another minute drowning in payroll paperwork when Sprout can revolutionize the way you manage your payroll and government requirements? Take the first step towards a more efficient business today. Visit sprout.ph slash monthly 5 k If you missed that, don't worry. We have it in the description box of this episode. So click that too. And again, big shout out to Sprout Solutions because your time is too valuable to be spent on paperwork. Reclaim it with their payroll starter. Now let's begin this episode. The Hustle Share Podcast is brought to you by B21, a platform which helps you start your journey with cryptocurrencies. Visit b21.io slash hustleshare and get $2 upon signing up. Also powered by Podmetrics, the only analytics platform you'll ever need for your podcast. Sign up now at podmetrics.co for free and use the code HUSTLESHARE. At the end of the day, what's really important for us is the payment experience of the customers of the businesses. If the customers pay, merchants are happy, businesses are happy, and if businesses are happy, that drives revenue in the overall business. Welcome to Hustle Share, the podcast that features the daily grinds of unique hustlers around the world to show not our differences, but that our hustles are very much alike. Now here is your host, Ronster Beitiong. Welcome to the latest episode of the Share Podcast. We are back with our friends again. Just a couple of episodes ago, just walk back a little bit. We've had a really, really interesting person join us before. His name is John Yenushak. He's also one of the investor judges on the current season of The Final Pitch, who also represents and who happens to be the head of UBX. And again, what's exciting about the startup ecosystem now is there are now venture funds and venture builders that are now allowing more entrepreneurial people that don't have the ability to become an entrepreneur yet or just testing it out because, you know, that failure rate is huge, right? And today we have a solid guy or a solid example of that with us today. We have the product owner of Box, Mr. Franco Espinos of 
Bucks. Woo-hoo. Franco. Yeah. Next welcome to the show. Warm introduction. Yes, it's so warm. I got burned a little bit. Just kidding. <laughs> Franco, how are you doing? Yeah, doing good. Um, some exciting times right now within the organization, especially for um, right now that digital payments is very huge. And um, yep. our, our overall goal is really to help all types of businesses uh, during this challenging period. Absolutely. And fintech is, I think, in its golden age in the Philippines. It's just, uh, I always see this in, in Startup PH always. People always like to ask this, uh, throw this question, like, who do you think will be the next unicorn of the Philippines or the one true unicorn? And the safest bet that I always see will be startups within fintech. But before I get carried away, Mr. Franco, I need to ask you the million-dollar question. Franco, what is your hustle? Basically, uh, what we do in Box, we have a payments platform that caters all types of businesses. Basically, there are two types of businesses that we cater. First are individual SME accounts. So basically, these are businesses that don't have business documents but want to access all the services that the bank has. So we basically do have an embedded banking payments platform on their box. So not limiting to businesses that don't have regulatory documents. So basically, online sellers, Facebook sellers, Instagram sellers. So we provide them tools in order for them to collect payments and uh, actually the most exciting part about this is there's actually an embedded banking feature which mm. means that they can actually have bank accounts aside from having a payment gateway. Okay. Uh, other than that uh, we do understand there's also a need for them to infuse loans for their services. Uh, basically if an Instagram seller um, yeah. Run out of stock, we need to pay. So we have CCAP embedded on the platform. Ah. Other than that, more on the techie side and the bigger clients, we do have enterprise accounts. Mm-hmm. For enterprise accounts, these are accounts that have uh, business documents, mainly corporations, partnerships, and sole props as well. So there's actually tons of features that we offer. Payment gateway service. We do have multiple APIs. So for mm. other fintech platforms, they can connect with our system platform. Mm. And other than that, of course, loans is important. So if they have the need for loans, we've always believed that empowering businesses is very important. That's why we, we think that the loan component is important. So yeah, right. uh, basically, uh, this is uh, what we're doing right now. Uh, very exciting. All right. And that, again, is a very, very specific on what you do. And we will dissect that later. But before we dissect it and use the scalpel and anything else that you want to have in our operating table, I need you to drop all the weapons and all the tools, Mr. Franco, because I need you to buckle up and be ready because mm-hmm. we're going to have to ride the Hustle Share time machine. Boom, we are back to where it all started. I remember John Yanuchak had a hell of a time when he rode the time machine because he has inclinations towards space travel because that was his hustle Friday. And that's what I want to find out. Before we can talk about box and everything that you did, I want to understand your professional background first. Prior to UBX and creating box as your baby, because again, one of the most important things about venture builders and venture funds is again giving people who are in corporate the taste or their first rodeo towards entrepreneurship, right? And and that's important because again, a lot of people prior to having this type of format didn't have that mm. as a resource or even a path 
towards entrepreneurship. And if you go out, similar to say how I did it and went all in, dude, again, I just got really lucky too. But I want to find out from your point of view, what was your early hustles, Franco, that put you into the world of entrepreneurship or if not, to technology? Yeah. So anyway, I've always been a fan of fintech, even before the fintech bubble came about. And early on in my career, I already knew that this was the direction that I was going through. So yeah, previously, I've been working with um, payments companies as well, even before it was a big thing. Okay. We were initially empowering businesses to accept payments and also to do disbursements. Mm-hmm. We were also heavy on handling salary, commission payouts, and all And also, other than that, that is where I started. After that, I've actually also saw the need that other than the payments itself, there's actually an ecosystem that needs to be built. That's why that, you know, I've also hustled with lending companies as well. So I've I've got into lending and also... Were um, you a 5-6? Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) All right. No shame being 5-6 on one. Okay. Got it. All right. So lending, obviously, again, lifeblood of any business because at the end of the day, if you want to scale, you can't just bootstrap it all, especially in in, in a high growth phase. You're going to have to get some loans. And again, you really need infusion of capital. Mm. to get to that next thing. And what I want to double down here in your careers, again, there is a paper trail of previous Mm. hustles of yours before then fintech. But I want to know from your point of view, and during the early 2010s or mid-2010s as well, 2015, 2017, fintech has been always something that a lot of people are trying to get, but for some reason, nobody has able to crack properly, Right. And I want to understand what do you think were the problems of the early iterations of fintech that nobody's able to cut. And I think you've now finally able to unravel and figure out in Box and in UBX. Yeah, I think the biggest challenge with payments in general before was that in order for a business to have access to payment gateway facilities, basically the ability to accept payments and get those funds was that there was no tool for any business, especially for the smaller ones, to apply online. Mm. Problem before was that you still need to look for a provider, submit all the documents. KYC. Uh, Very hard, yeah. And other than that, the only method for you to connect before was that we need to have APIs in place. So payment links Mm. wasn't a thing before. So generally, you'll have to have an IT team to develop this, uh, integrate but right now, you know, there's a huge demand for payment links. It's not only that, but the ability also to provide plugins. So for non-techie entrepreneurs, you know, having a WooCommerce site, a PrestaShop site, a Magento site would all still require you to have some IT knowledge to connect. Yeah. Plugin wasn't a big thing before. And um, we've, you know, we've, we've made it more seamless as well. So yeah, I think that is a, the biggest challenge of the earlier years. And that's true, especially if you are a, say, a, a first-time seller, especially, and that's probably one of the most common things because, you know, buy and sell is probably the lifeblood of commerce ever since the Mesopotamian ages anyway, <laughs> right? You buy low, sell high, right? Now, you want to be able to utilize technology, being able to sell online and all that stuff, and also have it your own way, have your own shop. Now, if you don't have the ability to maximize technology that it's supposed to, then you're then limited to solutions that won't allow you to scale. I mean, I'm not saying that the payment 
thing uh, don't work. It's great because you now have a B2C access to that. But eventually, you have to automate. And if you are an SME, you're already handicapped because, again, there are accreditation processes that you have to go through. And if you are a small-time seller, you're not even incorporated, you don't have a DTA, DTI and all these things, you're pretty much dead in the water, right? Yeah, and actually, just to add, I think this is a more, uh, I deserve the, the best answer to that question of the last part. Aside from like not having regulatory documents, if you have a Facebook shop, Instagram shop, MySpace before, uh, oh, there was wow. actually no way for you to collect payments from your Correct. customer aside from getting a deposit slip. So yep. yeah, I think this is where the payment links URLs come into place, which has been very effective, actually. Okay. Now, from a personal standpoint, because again, Hassan Share is very personal as well yeah. as a founder. Because I think, again, looking back at your, your career, there's always a paper trail of fintech in it, mm-hmm. right? When you then joined UBX and created Bucks, I want to understand why did you really find and what did you find within the UBX ecosystem that attracted you the most there? Because again, you, you tried the other payment gateways per se, but for some reason, I think this is the one that really uh, put you over the top because this is yours now. This is your baby. Yeah, on a, on a hustle's perspective, I, I think like if you were to create a venture, UBX would be the perfect place to get into and to get support. Mm-hmm. Mainly because uh, UBX shares the same vision that having this drive ever since I've started my career. UBX actually, of course, Union Bank is, is the number one player in terms of the fintech digital banking space. And mm-hmm. UBX is actually the venture arm of Union Bank. Mm-hmm. And having that venture arm... Both UBX and Union Bank share the same vision that um, digitizing and empowering, especially SMEs and MSMEs business, is the most important uh, thing um, right now. And like having that same passion and drive and speed, not only on that passion, of course, speed is important as well. I think that attracted me the most to uh, join the organization. Other than that, it's not only one product, but it's an ecosystem that's being uh, integrated into all. So to keep it as simple as possible, it's basically embedding multiple services for the SMEs. And generally, the main goal of UBX is to make banking invisible to everyone. So having that vision that actually drove me into you know, the best organization to spearhead the product vision as well. Okay, now let's take our first break. And when we come back, I want to dissect exactly <laughs> as a venture builder or product owner or a guy who's in charge of Box as a product built within the UBX ecosystem or UBX machine. Right? Mm-hmm. Now, let's describe so that if there's a, another product owner or someone who wants to build his own startup, we can literally itemize what's the process like in building a startup within a fintech behemoth and juggernaut like UBX. But let's talk about that more after the break. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. 
Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Hey guys, I have a very, very exciting opportunity I want to share with you guys. If you're a B2B startup founder, listen up. Your ticket to growth is here. Introducing Impact 24, the Philippines' largest B2B SaaS challenge. Calling all startups in their pre-launch, pre-seed, or seed stages. This is your chance to accelerate their growth. Submit your pitch to Impact 24 and get ready for a 10-week intensive program to elevate your solution. What's in it for you? How about up to 500,000 pesos in MVP project support, exclusive credits from industry partners, personalized mentoring, and a shot to pitch at SASCON PH, the country's biggest SAS conference this April. But yo, you gotta hurry up because submissions close on January 26, 2024 already. Don't miss out on this opportunity to take your startup to new heights. Apply now at saschallenge.ph that's sasschallenge.ph. And good luck, and I'll see you guys in Impact 24. And we're back from the break. We are still in Union Back Plaza. Just kidding. No, we are doing this remotely. I wish I was in Metro Walk in our studio. Again, just right across Union Bank Plaza. We're neighbors with these fellas. Uh, they have a fantastic view of the mountains. Result, but before I get carried away, I also want to again do a little shout out to our friends. We want to say hi and big thanks to the guys from Kumu. Kumu is a Pinoy live streaming app where we can connect or make tambay with Filipino streamers and celebrities. Use our link in the description to follow some amazing Kumu streamers. Now, Franco, let's talk about your UBX experience. All right, walk me through two things, which I want to find out your last job. What about UBX made you join? Because again, it, it's quite common now. Venture builders, venture funds, venture studio, whatever you want to call it. But back then, 2019, this is not yet as popular. And mm. I'm pretty sure if it's something that you can't really fully define, and if you've been like, I don't know, more than five, six, seven years on your career, what drew you to this? And what was that pitch like coming into this type of organization where... It wasn't the norm yet. Yeah, actually, it is already considered as so sort of like um, in UBX, there's verticals that uh, needed to be addressed. So, of course, there's loans. It's always important for businesses. Yeah, um, there's also, we have I2I. So, it's basically uh, empowering financial institutions and rural bank. Third aspect is actually payments. And um, I think that's very important. And coming into the picture, uh, we actually saw the need for businesses to have easy access to a payment gateway service. And when we started 2019, uh, December, this is actually the time when we started Box. we were actually figuring out the right position to get into the market, mainly to address, of course, the requirements of businesses right now. And what we actually found out at that point was that businesses who don't have regulatory documents, you know, mm. Facebook sellers or, or online sellers, mm. they actually have no way to accept payments through a proper payment gateway facility. Eventually, it came from the need of the market. Of course, we, we talked to a lot of businesses, especially Instagram and Facebook sellers, and 
we actually saw that they had no way to send invoices to their customers directly to chat. So yeah, we, we started off from that and uh, our main focus has always been about the payment existing of their customers. And uh, through that, we started building the, the ability to create invoice even without any documents and to send it through as a URL format directly to their customers within Facebook, Instagram, even by text. Some of our merchants actually do it. They just send out a text. Nice. So we started by providing, and, and with that concept, we found out that prior to pandemic, everyone is paying through OTC. So yep. we started off by you know launching, of course, 7-Eleven, biggest OTC player. After a couple of months, we started including online banking services, then e-wallets, then debit credit cards. And we actually, uh, an interesting feature that we launched right now is installment payments. Uh, but yeah, just to revert back, it's always been about the experience of the businesses. Moving forward, we actually also opened uh, our enterprise services because we actually got demand from bigger clients to have um, the same services that we we're offering. Um, just, just to plug in a bit, other than that, we actually have Centro. We also launched Centro simultaneously because we also saw the need for those online sellers to actually have their own e-commerce websites. And mm-hmm. the biggest problem with the market, why we were conceptualizing this during the innovation stage was that um, they were actually using Shopify. But the problem mm-hmm. with using Shopify, uh, I mean, don't take me wrong, Shopify is great. Shopify is mad at you now. <laughs> <laughs> Shopify is great, but there's a lot of fees involved and it's very hard. Other than that, option two is WooCommerce, PrestaShop, Magento, uh, of course, mm-hmm. IT. And I don't think you know small businesses would have the bandwidth to create a website and hire an IT outsourced developer. So... Centro came in and eventually Centro now has a payments platform, e-commerce builder, and logistics. So Bitsubi has a built-in logistics facility. So coming to that, you know, we started off, of course, the need to validate the uh, very important to validate any product developments. It should be validated but by the need of the customers before, you know, creating any, any type of solution. Coming up as a uh, hustler. So, yeah. There you go. Now, I want to also understand again, from your point of view as a venture builder, what were your biggest challenges creating? Because again, it's easy to identify the markets, especially with, with the what knowledge that a union bank or a UBX can provide. But I want to find out from your point of view as the product owner, what were the biggest challenges you had to do? Because even if I throw you the same data, a lot of people are not able to run with that data or build the product out of it. What was the biggest challenge you had to overcome yourself? And also, or if not yourself, your team to get this product to to market and also scale? Yeah, I I think speaking from the time we started actually up to the time that we launched, I think the biggest challenge was tapping the SME network. Mainly because, you know, um, everyone's, uh, everyone's using, no, normally online sellers use Gcash or, or your uh, Paymaya. They use the consumer wallets. The biggest challenge was actually to address this to the user end. Mainly because, you know, you'd require millions of marketing uh, budget to, to compete yeah. with, you know, big players. And we have to find a way to be very innovative at that point, especially on the earlier stage. 
That's why I, I think, um, other than, of course, data, data play is always there. There's a need for us to be able to create the right marketing place to do that. So, yeah, we did a guerrilla marketing approach. I think, you know, uh, th- that's a big advice that I can actually provide others. Um, guerrilla marketing is the way to go. Other than that, of course, ads is there uh-huh. um, and all those other stuff. But I think we've proven very successful. Um, just to add, we've actually, on our first six months, we were able to get like 80,000. Wow. Platform. Yeah. That's very startup-y, the way yeah. you do it. And again, the best way to grow a startup is the way to do it organically. But you talked about guerrilla marketing. Mm. Again, a lot of startups have this. They don't have a budget. And again, it's scary when you just think, okay, I have a budget, I'll make it rain. Because sometimes that doesn't guarantee the customer acquisition to be consistent. And the best products in the world do not rely on, you know, making it rain all the time. But in the context of guerrilla marketing, what did you guys do? Of course, don't copy it. I'm just kidding. Yeah. But again, whatever you can share that made uh, sense or that really worked without breaking the bank. Yeah. So um, actually what we did, of course, first, most important element before doing any of this, you know, guerrilla marketing or ads initiative was to do social listening. So we, uh, at this point, we needed to identify which exact profiles would fit the efforts for guerrilla marketing. So that, that entails, you know, getting data. It's, it's a date, basically a data play on getting the exact profiles that meet this requirement. Other than that, of course, other than the data play, it's uh, once you get the profile, you actually look for Facebook groups and, you know, send out the solutions directly to, to those ones. So to provide context, uh, the first guerrilla marketing effort that we actually did was for e-commerce communities. So wow. when we launched December, I believe it was December 18, we actually hosted an e-commerce, we, we called it Ecomex uh, when we launched December. So Basically, we coordinated with this actually like mentors for e-commerce who do trainings and seminars. We coordinated yep. with the best ones in the market and we hosted an mm-hmm. event in uh, Ecom Plaza, top floor penthouse, provided them, you know, wow. got all the feedback, introduced the product. And this is actually where we, on the first month of launch, we got uh, insights from e-com social uh, sellers. And th- mm-hmm. that is where we started growing the product. And Based from there, we basically just just grew it. Uh, from e-commerce, yeah. we were targeting travel agency groups, uh, which is actually a big mm. thing. We were also targeting, you know, of course, startup groups, social online sellers, you know, the the uh, buy and sell groups. We were also getting into that, and um, mm. yeah, other than that, of course, ads is also important. Um, so mm. it's not only we can't rely purely on digital marketing. Um, ads is also important. Mm. So I, we believe that right. it still needs to be added on the equation. Absolutely. And again, um, what I want to understand. So again, prior when you launched, there were still the events. It sounds so long ago that I can have a person in a safe room without worrying about my health anymore. But again, everybody had a hard stop. And again, a, a make or break moment during the pandemic. What were the pivots that you guys do? Because at the end of it, again, uh, if you guys were used to working in, in one room or th- those dynamics, all of a sudden are out of the window, right? But you still had to plow through. Within the box team, what did you guys do or the adjustments you did to push forward and attain the necessary targets that you guys want to achieve? Given that now, yeah, they're groups, but now you can't invite them over to a penthouse suite and give them a buffet. Mm-hmm. What do you guys do? Yeah, so um, prior to answering that question, Union Bank at is always been a, 
at, at the very heart of everything that we do. It's always about enabling digital uh, executions. To provide context, you know, um, we've been a fan of, you know, using communication tools to coordinate all and that it's not only on the internal side that's important for us. It's also on the external factors like, you know, how we implement events and organization uh, uh, wide approaches. So it is also very important for us, you know, that's why the transition was easy because we've been, a, we're always a fan of mitigating risks. And, you know, mm-hmm. even before, but prior to pandemic, you're also anticipating mm-hmm. how to migrate these types of solutions digitally. So yeah, basically yeah. what we actually did was replicate this, talk to Facebook admin groups and send out posts within groups. And it's just been very successful. Mm-hmm. Right now, we've, we're also a fan of, you know, uh, creating uh, webinars and, you know, podcasts as well. And That's why you're here. Uh, Hello. <laughs> here you go. <laughs> there you go. And of course, leveraging on Union Bank as well. So any initiatives that Union Bank do, uh, we're, we're always there because we're one family. Now, one of the main things of what, and, and this, I love asking this question because this pretty much defines what a startup's focus is. And sometimes just by asking this question, you kind of know where they're doing well and what they need improvement. With. But within Bucks, what are the metrics you guys care about the most? Metrics, yeah. So in Bucks, speaking for as a point of view, number one is employee well-being. That's always number one. So KPIs top of mind is always to ensure that everyone's happy because if everyone's happy and everyone, you know, having the initiative to push forward will always be there. Mm-hmm. So always Got it. having a happy team is very important. Other than that, of Culture. course, metric is always, it's always important at the end of the day, it's revenue. So um, revenue in terms of KPIs to ensure that it not only for signups, but actually for them to actually use the platform itself. So it's been effective it. and, you know, that's one KPI metric that we have. And other than that, of course, Union Bank and UBX in general is a big fan of agile methodology. So agile in the mm. sense that... You know, if there's new requirements every two weeks, you have to be very flexible to adjust. So when we get uh, feedback from customers, customers is always number one. Uh, we're, we're very focused. We're very customer-centric. So once you get to the requirements, it's basically developing the tools that the requests the customer need. And KPIs would always, on the technical side, would always be delivery of the the, uh, the features that's required from the yes. So, you know. Speed. Able to ship yeah. right away. At the fast speed, you know, uh, very important. Right. Okay. Now, last question before I take our last break. I want to understand from product owner's point of view, right? Because as a, as a founder, right, a lot of our motiv- motivation is all about, you know, whatever our dreams are, right? But I, I want to find out, is there a difference versus when you're a founder within a venture studio or a venture fund, venture build, whatever you want to call it, what were the main motivations when you come into an institution like this or organization like this? Because again, for a startup founder who's again, probably bootstrapping, mm-hmm. there's a lot on the line. Like I want to create my startup. I want, to, I want it to be, make it the biggest, whatever it can be, blah, blah, blah. Again, it varies from founder to founder. But from your point of view, what were the biggest motivations of yours coming into to UBX and creating bucks and what what is that extra edge that you draw into whenever you know you hit certain walls because that's what's going to push you forward yeah so i think the biggest one for that for me is empowerment 
coming in mm-hmm. into box UBX an organization actually empowers all venture leaders to make decisions on the fly you know on the fly and being an entrepreneur and all i think it's 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 very important that this comes into play other than empowerment the best thing about this is that um you're actually provided the leeway to plug in whatever you want essentially So I think in nice. general, like, you know, that's the biggest advantage. And, you know, freedom. Yeah, UBX really trusting the venture leaders to make the dis- right decisions is a, it's a big play, nice. uh, especially on an entrepreneur's uh, perspective. And it's Absolutely. a culture that's been proving very successful due to the, you know, the, the current rise of the products of uh, uh, UBX in general. And also, you know, specifically for Bucks. Absolutely. And again, the results speak for yeah. itself because without that freedom, then you won't be able to ship our product that is readily available and again, scalable as what we see now. All right, now let's take our last break and when we come back, let's pay it forward to the entrepreneurs and the hustlers that are listening to this episode using Bucks and UBX and all the other platforms that you guys have built. But let's talk about that more after the break. Hey, hustlers, it's time to talk business once again, and we're excited to share a bit more info about our sponsors, Sprout Solutions. And again, just like what I said at the start of the episode, you should check out Sprout's Payroll Starter as you grow your own startup. Because this bundle that they have is literally what you need to take your startup to the next level as you grow your employees. And this bundle is your key to freedom, including payroll outsourcing to experts, a subscription to timekeeping and attendance software, and government compliance services. Sprout's Payroll Starter has you covered for payroll, BIR, SSS, and taxes. All the stuff that no founder loves to do. So let Sprout handle the busy work and say goodbye to lines and tax payment stress. All this for as low as 5,000 pesos. Again, that's just 5,000 pesos all in for your payroll and HR needs. So visit sprout.eh payroll-starter-monthly-5k or again, just click the link in the description box of this episode to elevate your business management game. And again, big thank you to Sprout Solutions liberating your time for what truly matters. Hey hustlers, wish there was an easy way to open a bank account and grow your money without the hassle of lengthy application process and income documents? Well, I got good news because today's sponsor, Uno Digital Bank, is here to help you achieve your financial goals. You can easily open an account with the Uno app in just five minutes and one valid ID. And as one of the six digital banks licensed by the Banco Central ng Pilipinas, the company is committed to providing customers with simpler, better, and more accessible banking. Last year, Uno Bank was recognized by the Asia Banking and Finance Awards and bagged the title Open Banking Initiative of the Year due to the success of its partnership with GCash, one of the Philippines' leading mobile wallet platforms. And with the Uno mobile app, you can access an hashtag UnoReady savings account and enjoy daily interest crediting. With their hashtag UnoEarn or hashtag UnoBoostTime deposit accounts, you can enjoy a high interest rate of up to 6.5% per annum. Enjoy monthly payouts with hashtag UnoEarn and flexible tenors with hashtag UnoBoost. Other app features include pay bills, the Uno Virtual Debit MasterCard, life insurance, scan and pay with QRPH, and phones. And the one thing that I really love about Uno Digital Bank is they're open to collaborate with a lot of Filipino startups. I've had a chance to see the partnerships that they've had lined up with the startups that they have, and it's truly exciting to see how a digital bank like Uno can enable startups to unlock the power of fintech through digital banking. 
So if you're ready to elevate your banking experience, download the Uno mobile app today from the Google Play Store or App Store. Or if you want to collaborate with them, I'll be happy to give you an intro. Just shoot us an email at hello at huffleshare.com. Hey, Hustlers, I hope you're having a great 2024 so far. As you know, a lot of startups had a very challenging 2023, and hopefully things are going to do better this year for a lot of us. Not just because it's the year of the dragon, but also because our sponsor, Dragon Pay, is here to help your startups process payments in the most efficient way. Established in 2010, Dragon Pay empowers businesses of all sizes to accept and disperse payments through secure and convenient channels giving your customers the flexibility to choose the payment method that suits them best. With over 85 partner channels, 35,000 partner branches nationwide, including QRPH, e-wallets, crypto, buy now, pay later, and many more. They also process an astonishing 15 million transactions processed globally each month. Dragon Pay is your trusted choice for online payments. And here's something to show you how legit Dragon Pay is. Dragon Pay was named Fintech of the Year at last year's Philippine Fintech Festival in 2020. So let's make 2024 extra prosperous for you and your startup in this year of the Dragon. For more details, head on over to dragonpay.ph. That's dragonpay.ph. Trust the pioneer, trust Dragon Pay. And we're back from the break. We are still with Franco Espinos again of Bucks from UBX. Again, the Union Bank Venture Studio, which is again the number one in the country in terms of, of infrastructure. But I want to find out so in terms of infrastructure. In infra, uh, you know, that's the main thing, especially if you're servicing enterprise clients. Earlier you talked about, you know, the the SMEs and whatnot. But you know, more than anything. If you're trying to hit big metrics, you got to impress the big boys club, yeah. right? The big boys club and where the whale, male whale money is. If you want to hit the metrics that you talked about earlier, you got to impress the big boys. And I want to understand what also have you guys built within Box that is readily available from a B2B standpoint that big companies can take advantage of to build or utilize? Yeah, so uh, I, I guess this is where we actually added more focus on the other segment, which is enterprise account. Uh, enterprise accounts was actually launched later on. We, we've got the SME individual cash flow setters covered. And Q3 last year, we saw the need that we were actually getting requests from large corporates to have the same features. Wow. So we validated that it's not only the smaller ones that actually need the service. So yeah, Q3 last year, we launched enterprise accounts and launching the enterprise accounts, we also needed to check and assess mm-hmm. the current market right now. Like um, there's always been payment gateway companies offering the same services. And it, it's yep. more of like, how do we empower the other corporates to provide better services and solutions? So Correct. basically, same thing, the problem with most payment company, gateway companies is um, the ability to apply online. The ability to start use the platform before they had to pay set up fees to, to have access to the payment mm-hmm. platform. So coming into that picture, we waived the set of fees, 100% digital onboarding. Wow. Account can actually be activated the same day as long as you submit all the, the corporate documents. Wow. 
Other than that, of course, APIs is there for enterprise accounts, the ability to connect one platform to another platform. But we also saw the need that there's actually a lot of enterprise, even the bigger ones. You'd be surprised that they're actually using WooCommerce, uh, you know, plug-based yep. platforms. So that we've built the solution for plugins as well. So we have Shopify, PrestaShop, WooCommerce, working on Magento, of course, Centro. We have that very important as well. Um, other than that, we also delved into, since we have the payment links, there are actually a lot of businesses, especially consultancies, agencies, uh, you know, travel agencies, to do manual yep. payment links. So essentially, it's the ability to send a custom invoices to their sellers. Mm. And actually, for bigger ones, uh, we have a lot of big brands in the platform right now. So nice. For bigger brands, the biggest challenge right now, so if you notice, if you go to SM, there's actually QR codes. And QR yep. codes, you know, there's a QR code for Gcash, a QR code for PayMaya, a QR code for WePay, and that's very hard for businesses. So we also launched a feature in which actually both for enterprise and individual accounts, but most enterprise users are actually using this. It's the ability to have one QR code, and that code already has over-the-counter payments, slash in-store payments, mm. uh, online banking, credit debit cards, e-wallets, you know, Gcash, GrabPay, and of course, installment Mm. payments. And having that unified QR code empowers retail uh, businesses because, you know, previously it's been very hard for them. They have to apply. They have to wait for accreditation documents. For us, you know, Mm. submitted documents, free set of fees. Once it's approved, you have a QR code download, place it in your stores. Some merchants actually use this in social pages. They just sort of like they have an Instagram shop. They have a QR code. So, you know, they just basically say, if you want to buy this product, input your details, scan the code and pay. Have access to five channels without paying uh, any set of fees. So other than that, you know, you can customize payment links, custom invoices. You can send via batch. We've built this for enterprise clients. So there's multiple solutions that we offered. And at the end of the day, it's really... What's really important for us is the payment experience of the customers of the businesses. Because, you know, if the customers pay, merchants are happy, businesses are happy. And if businesses are happy, that drives revenue in the overall business. So, you know, coming into the enterprise play as well. All right. Makes a lot of sense. Now, let's pay it forward. Let's (laughs) pay it forward to the other potential venture builders who want to, you know, join. UBX and whatnot, uh, because we need to also properly define what the ethos and what runs within UBX so that we can, you know, help other businesses and other future venture owners uh, within uh, UBX to build that. Now, I want to understand one thing that you said is one of the main metrics you built, which is culture, making people happy within their jobs. What's your advice for creating good culture that where people can thrive in without having to be, you know, I mean, the, the stakes are already high sometimes. It's very, very stressful. Not just sometimes, yeah. majority of the time. But how do you make sure that healthy balance of, you know, uh, stress and being happy within the company is properly achieved? Yeah. So uh, speaking for uh, Box Team, actually, UBX in, in general, it's very important as the UBX organization empowers the venture builders to you know, decide and create tools based on what's, what, what they want and provide solutions, it's also important for the venture builders to have confidence on the team members. So that's number one. So making sure that if you have a tech lead, you have to make sure that you empower them, that they can create decisions um, on their own. And I think that's... 
culturally that's very important as well. So number one would be empowerment. It's it, we've been a big fan of empowerment. Number two is of course recognition. It, it's a cliche thing, but yep. personally, I think recognition is important. Not not only on paper, but it has to be by heart. It's it's very important. You know, people would feel if it comes from the heart, and I think yep. it's very very important as a venture builder to always a lot time to speak to your team individually. It's very very important. You know, what we basically do is it's it's, it's a month period. We dedicate one-on-one talks. Talks not only involving on the work itself and you know, um, but what they're doing, but um, also on a personal note. It's very important to know, you know, what's happening, especially right now during the pandemic. It's a very important culture that has to be developed internally as well. We believe that building this culture would also reflect on the merchant side. You know, whatever you yes. do, whatever you feel, the customers would feel eventually. And third would be career progression. Very, very important note for that. Career progression right. is that the ability for a venture leader to provide the employees the career path that may first, they already know that they want to do. But second is also the things that they still don't know that they will do uh, in the near future. So to provide context, you know, uh, an example that we provide, we actually, sure. we actually hired um, a best performing player in our organization in terms of onboarding, a customer support guy. So this customer support guy, actually, he's non-fintech experience. We gave him an opportunity because we actually saw the passion and need for him to excel. We hired him, started customer support, and later on, he got into managing onboarding. And right now, he's a product assistant. And before, when he actually started, he didn't know that the direction that he was heading was into product and, you know, managing a team and all. As a venture leader or you know an entrepreneur, it's very important for you to understand where the the, the team members come from. When you have that, you can yeah. probably guide them towards the career path that they're doing, and it makes them happy. You know, and and at the end of the day, if if your team is happy, your clients would be happy. It would you know it would basically reflect on what's what's within the organization. So you know, personally, I think those three stuff are the most important um, um elements. You know, revenue will follow once you've covered the stuff yep culture it's strategy yeah, for breakfast there important. you go all right now again i want to also understand the the method right because again it's easy to say that yeah okay i have the good culture but you know that should also reflect on the product and how you again ship it in a fast way <laughs> I'm, I'm losing my english synonyms now um so yeah what i want to be able to understand is uh what's your tip in building product and validating Fast in an agile manner. Oh, there you go. Now my English yeah. is back. Uh, <laughs> to put it out there and make sure that we are shipping the right product in the right pace. Yeah. So on a, on a product hat, I'm wearing my product hat right now. It's very important that, you know, it's it's been very popular right now, agile methodology. But I guess some startups still doesn't use this method. So probably I, I think you should need, uh, this deserves some sort of uh, further explanation what agile is. So uh, yep. UBP in general, you know, prior to having uh, Box started, when UBP decided to convert into agile methodology and you know more into the fintech space the agile framework was developed and implemented agile method by definition is the ability to create product backlogs within a two-week time span period and launching product well 
not all of the time, but they do it via sprints. Doing it via sprint means that all of the feature requests would be collated in a two-week time span period to, to be developed, to be QA tested, and to be launched. And Agile methodology is very perfect for fintechs. Because, yes. you know, fintechs, you know, enhancements, demands come on from, from the fly. And traditionally, it uh, from software development uh, cycle standpoint, it, it used to, before it was, you know, getting a BRD document, you have to line it up. And once it's lined up, there's really no way for you to change in between. So if it's a three-month yep. period, you know, you have to wait three months before it implementing and this is where the agile play comes in so it's, it's yeah. very important to hear what the customers need and yes. based from the customers you have to adapt and you know for lack of a better term adapt or die so it's basically you know the yes. ability to adapt quickly in the market and it's been proven very successful with Union Bank and you know mm. UBX coming in uh, two three years ago and having UBX come in, we, we, we did the same play, created multiple products, validated and do the Agile framework and, you know, eventually launched. And that made us scale very fast because, you know, we have the ability to adjust backlogs on the fly. So, of course, prior to adding added backlogs, business needs to validate. So, you know, yep. you have yep. to make sure that the customers really need it. We don't want to just create stuff that we think are correct, you know. Correct. Uh, it has to be validated at some point, you know. It's very important as well. And that's true. Again, the worst thing you can do as a startup founder, especially if it's the first time, right, is to fall in love with your solution and you think that's it. Just, you know, eh, there's there's a saying in old school businesses that, you know, you build it, they will come. No, if you build it and you didn't validate, nobody will come. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in the startup world, that does not apply. But again, before anything else, I have to let you go, Franco. Thank you very much for joining us in this edition of Hustle Share. But before I let you go, what's next for you guys in UBX and especially with Box? You know, you, you told us all the exciting things, but is there more? What should they look out for at their business? Whether it's an SME or an enterprise, what should they do if they want to reach out to you guys? Yeah, so exciting times aside from the, you know, um, anyone can just visit our Facebook page. Of course, we encourage everyone to sign up for a free account. It's, it's free. Just go to box.ph Shameless plug, I'm leaving in my email, franco at ubx.ph. Any, any collaborations, for, especially for fintechs, happy to... Send him a payment link. Maybe let's see if he'll pay. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, and um, actually, exciting times because right now we're doing SME, Box SME, we're, we're doing Box Enterprise. We're actually also... It's actually on the innovation garage right now. It, it's box.me. It's peer-to-peer lending. We're, we're working on an escrow service. It's exciting product that we're developing. Um, stay tuned. We're launching it very soon. Um, yeah, other than that, um, there's actually a lot of product features that we're launching. And we're really heavy into collaboration. So any other fintechs who have anything in mind, you know, please feel free to reach out to us. Um, yeah, multiple, um, you know, we're, we're embedding lending. We're also embedding microinsurance uh, in the platform. So, you know, very exciting times. And, you know, we launch fast. That's actually what's very important for us uh, to launch fast uh, as well. And validate. All right. And again, exciting times indeed. But before I let you go, follow us on whatever podcast app you're listening to, whether it's Spotify or, Face- or Facebook. No, there's no Spotify. There's, there's no spot- there's podcast in Facebook yet. Eventually, I think they'll put it up. But again, Spotify or Apple Podcast. And again, if we did say some jargon, don't worry. 
We got you. It's going to be the show notes on hustleshare.com. And again, if you want to be part of our little small community, talk about other hustlers in the hustleshare community as well. It's going to be in a Facebook community on on Facebook, obviously. A Facebook community on Facebook. It's a hustleshare community on Facebook. And lastly, if you want to send us a message and suggest a guest, message us at our chatbot at m.me slash hustleshare powered by chatbot ph again frank thank you very much yeah thanks thank you all right i'll see you guys in the next episode peace